Hey, 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 this is Lisa A, and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC, where you have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, and what inspires them both in their work and personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. And I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's find out who's that star. I'm really excited about today's guest. I have known her since kindergarten. She is a Lansing native and a proud product of the Lansing School District. She attended Lansing Sexton High School and went on to attend at Michigan State University. After graduating from MSU, this star began her career in service as an outreach worker for Ingham County Health Department. She also worked for the Lansing School District as an at-risk youth counselor. This was the ignition point for her to start her life for empowering students to succeed. After a while, our star returned to school to earn a master's degree. After graduating, she went to work for Olivet College for more than seven years. She served as an associate dean for Student Resource Center. She joined LCC in 2015 as an associate dean in the Health and Human Service Division. In that time, she was a leader in starting the Medical Assistance Apprenticeship and neurodiagnostic technology programs. She is a member of Becoming Visible, a partnership between Sparrow, McLaren, Greater Lansing, MSU, LCC, and the Lansing School District. The purpose of the program is to draw young women of color into a healthcare career through community events and mentoring programs. In June of 2018, she was appointed as Interim Dean of Student Affairs. In December of 2018, she was officially appointed as Dean. This star possesses over 23 years in education experience, 12 at the post-secondary level. Are you ready to learn who's today's star? Drum roll, please. Our star is Rhonda Miller. Dean of Student Affairs. Rhonda, it's so great to have you on the show. Thank you. I want to know about Rhonda. I know about Rhonda, but I want other people to know about Rhonda. Can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what is important to you in your life right now? Absolutely. So you heard in the intro that I am from Lansing. I graduated from J.W. Sexton. I grew up on the west side. West side. It's the best side. Yes, it was. It still is. (laughs) Um, I have, um, I guess, never liked school, which is surprising that I work in education I had wonderful teachers. We had some of the same teachers growing up um, in elementary and junior high. Right. Even though you went to Everett. Yeah, I had to make that switch from Dwight Rich and went to Gardner, but you got to blame my mom and them for that. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm so sorry for you, You're but right. I just, I have wonderful teachers and I'm sure you did too, mm-hmm. once you went your separate way, but all of them made me feel like I mattered to them. And even though I didn't like school, I did well because I didn't want to let them down. I also didn't want to let my parents down. Right. So yeah, I had a great K-12 experience, made a lot of friends, friends that I still have now, like you. Mm-hmm. What's important to me is my family. I have uh, three children. I have three grandsons, love them to death. Um, I want the best for my kids and my grandkids, just like everybody else does. Right. And then my job, I, I feel totally blessed to have this position As you mentioned in the intro, I was um, an interim dean, Mm -hmm. and I remember when they asked me about it, I got goosebumps, and that's a true story Mm -hmm. because I've always liked working with students, and student affairs would be like the perfect place for me. So when they asked me if I would serve as interim, I was so excited. And then to be appointed was a great, wonderful opportunity. And so the passion that I feel for this job, it lives in me 24-7. I wake up every day excited to come to work. Every day is different, and I just enjoy what I do. Well, that's cool. I definitely get an opportunity to see you, you know, shine in regards to your care for our students here at LCC. You want them to have the best experience possible, and you're trying to do things to make that happen. And so I really appreciate that as someone that works for you. I'm glad to follow you as a leader. So I'm thankful for that. Thank you. Um, How do you find your passion and advocacy playing a role in your positions at LCC? So my passion is found when I interact with students. So uh, a lot of times during high peak, when we have a lot of students in the star zone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just go out and start talking to them. Just happy to be out there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't tell them who I am. I just want to know how how are they doing? What are they here for? Um, You know, just finding out if they have children with them, what their kids' names are. I just love that. That is so empowering for me. And so that is my passion, Mm -hmm. the the driver. And then the advocacy role is me taking back what I hear from students, what I hear from staff, and taking it to senior leadership and finding ways that we can implement initiatives or policy changes that will impact positively, of course, Mm -hmm. um, students. So that that's kind of where the passion and the advocacy are in my life. Well, you can also hear too from your experience when you were coming up, you didn't like school, Mm -mm. but you want people to like school now. You know what I'm saying? So you make a, that's a good experience. I think to carry with you. Yeah. So that way you can be like, Oh, I remember why I didn't like this and what can I do to change? You know that I think that's cool. Yeah. I try to see things through a student lens all the time Mm. instead of an administrator's lens. It, it just gives you a different perspective. And, and also the way that we communicate with students, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our own business speak and the our own words, yep, alphabet yeah. soup of acronyms. So, uh, you know, I really try to look at it from their vantage point so that we can make well-rounded decisions, but also asking them, not just deciding, like, I think this is what students want right. or need. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's cool. My next question is, what really lights you up and makes you excited in your life? And what does that look like in your life? And I can see when you talk about 
students, that's one of the things that light you up. Yeah. I don't mean to take it from you, but it's vis- <laughs> you can see it visually that that's important. It is. So, yeah, that's what lights me up is just dealing with students. And, and that's that is my excitement. I mean, obviously, my family does. The yeah, same thing. because them grandbabies excite you too. Love, <laughs> love the grandkids. Uh, what don't you have um, two new ones? I do. I have a 10-month-old and a soon-to-be 8-month-old. And then your... And then I have a 12-year-old. Yeah, grandson. your 12-year-old. Yep. That was your first one around yep. with you. I call him OG. OG. <laughs> He's the original grandson. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know that those are things that light you up. One of the things that light me up uh, is Julian. <laughs> that's Julian worked for us in academic advising and that's Rhonda's son and he is a super great guy so I wanted to shout out Julian and today is his birthday happy birthday Julian <laughs> okay Rhonda do you live by any piece of advice or a motto I do um Maya Angelou has a quote that goes people will forget what you say mm-hmm. people will forget what you do but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that's me all day long. I People are always going to forget what I say to them. I mean, I hope not, but, you know. Yeah. But they won't forget how I made them feel. Listen to, cared for, engaged, all of those positive attributes. And, and that's basically my model, my creed. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I follow that, too. I think that sometimes with students, they may not get it the first time, but they know they feel comfortable to come back yes. and talk to me. And so a repetition works. It Just does. getting them coming back. So making people feel good is definitely a good thing. So I know you do a lot as the dean. And I'm going to ask you, like, what does a day in a life look like for the dean at some point? Because I think that's interesting and people may not necessarily know. I pretty have, I have an idea what it is, probably a whole bunch of meetings, but I just want people (laughs) to hear that. But what's your favorite way to unwind? My favorite way to unwind is I love to read. Oh. And usually fiction. It's just a good escape for me. I um, enjoy like over the holiday breaks, finding a great book and just reading straight through. Yeah. Um, I also enjoy baking, which is like my love language. Um. I, I, OK, so I don't know about this <laughs> love language. I must have been missing out because how do I not know that you enjoy baking? And I mean, I work with you all the time. I, I don't see any baked goods. Are you just <laughs> giving them to the grandkids? And I just, I haven't really been baking a lot since the pandemic. I mean, other than Christmas cookies, but for whatever reason, it's it, the pandemic kind of threw me off. And if I bake a lot, it means I'm going to eat a lot of sweets, which means I'm going to put on extra well, weight. you can share, you oh, know, that's yeah. a good thing. And yeah. with um, Christmas coming up, holidays, that would be so nice to have some sugar cookies that have frosting on. And I'm just throwing them out there, you know, in case that's your way to unwind. I want to help you. <laughs> I, okay. I, <laughs> I want to help you unwind. You're going to help me. Yes, I do. So what is some of the best advice that you have learned in your life so far? That it's okay to make mistakes, that you learn from mistakes. I mean, obviously killing somebody. 
Right. Uh, no, that, that's not a mistake that you should be learning from. But um, just it's okay to make mistakes, and sometimes you have to start from the bottom and work your way back up. And people who know me know that I had my first child when I was a junior at MSU, and I dropped out not only because I had a kid, but because I was doing terribly academically. I just I didn't care about school at that point. Um, and so at some point in my life, you know, when she was maybe a year old, I started thinking, this is just not what I was designed to do. Mm. And I also wanted to be a role model to her. I was a single mom. I just didn't want to check all the boxes. Like that was what was expected of me to be uneducated, to be a single mom. Mm -hmm. And I decided to uh, go back to school and finish my degree. Although because my grades were so crap, they had suspended me Mm -hmm. or recessed me. And I had to write a letter to whomever um, explaining what I was going to do differently. And I did. I thought about what I was going to do differently. And I was different when I went back. I went, it, I went to every class. That was a, ch- <laughs> that right. was a change. I asked questions. Um, I went to office hours. I met with my academic advisor for the first time my junior year. Wow. I was determined to finish school. And I also had to work at nights cleaning buildings at MSU. So I worked on a cleaning crew from nine to one in the evenings. And then I would get up and take my daughter to daycare. I live with my parents, so I get her to go to bed and then I go work and then come home, sleep, get up, take her to daycare, go to class, pick her up from daycare. It's just like, yeah. So when I graduated, my particular college used Wharton Center for Mm -hmm. their commencement. And as I was walking across the stage, I heard her. She was maybe three or four. And she's like, yay, mommy. (laughs) And I just thought, yep, this is what I did it for. Yep, made it worth it. And, you know, in that story, thank you for sharing that. It just lets people know that things can happen. But you can bounce back. Yeah. And and that's what it sounded like you did turbo bounce back. Yeah. Because, you know, once you have go you go through something and then you think about it and you make a decision and that's what you did. Like and you can see those steps and how what someone could call a mistake. We don't I don't think children are a mistake. I don't mm-hmm. think I mean maybe the timing wasn't the best, but mm-hmm. it just it it worked. Yeah. You know, it helped you to do what you needed to do. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. And so when I meet with single moms or mothers in general here at school, I always talk to them and let them know, like, I was in your shoes at one point, And if I can make it, you can make it. Because right. there were times when it was just like I didn't see success or an end in sight. It seemed like every time it was finals week, my daughter would be sick and mm. I'd be up all night with her. But thankfully, I had professors at MSU who basically took notice of me. And like, I have one come up to me and say, you look like crap, but he didn't say crap. You're like, you need to go home. You can take this test next week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They were really good about helping me. And I'm so grateful to that particular college and their instructors because I was tired. She was, like I said, sick, you know, sick every time it was finals. Mm. And the other time she's great. Right. No, <laughs> but that that empathy for, 
you, you know, that yeah. your instructors had that was like, okay, it's, it's a week later to take yeah. that test, yeah. but how much better you could have done in that week. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's great. And yeah. I think that's a, a story that should be told, right? Yeah, I actually, the former provost of MSU was at an event that I was participating in a couple of years ago, and I walked up to her. She was my advisor, and I told her how she made a difference in my life, and she just looked so touched. And I feel like if I want to acknowledge people and thank them for what they've done for me, and I pretty much wanted her to know that um, she had changed my life. Yeah, man. That that's a great story, yeah. and sound like and look at you today. So, what is your uh, favorite quality about yourself, and how does that quality show in the day to day? Well, I think I'm funny. <laughs> I think you're funny too. But my kids will say, "Mom, you're not funny." But I, you know, I just try to not take everything so serious. Like, you know, there are some serious issues and. Um, there are ways to address them, but sometimes it's okay to see the lighter side. And I know there's been situations, not just here at LCC, but in some of my other jobs where it's just been really stressful and coworkers are stressed. And, and, you know, I, I, I'll say something like, uh, you know, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. And then right. I try to say something to try to, to change the, the, the mood, you know, I just try to find joy and the things that I do, because it's easy to always look for the negative right. and complain. For sure. But you got to look at what's in front of you and all the things that you have that are positive. Yeah. And you are funny. And I do think that um, that is a good quality about you. Uh, I just remember you making me laugh from we went to the same church and <laughs> I would laugh at you or you would say something and you would pick what my mom, my mom loved you a lot. And you would always come up to her and say her first name back when we weren't supposed to say <laughs> it. And, you know, you just she liked that day used to tickle her too. So definitely your humor is a great quality that I see in your day to day. So I know we kind of jumped around, but I know that you're the Dean of Student Services, but it, is that your official title? Dean of Student Affairs. Okay. Dean of Student Affairs. Mm -hmm. And can you explain to me like in one sentence what your job is? My job is to make sure that the college provides support services for students to be successful inside and outside the classroom. All right. Good job. <laughs> now, can you tell me what you really do? Like, what does it look like in a day to day? Oh, man. Let's see. Day to day, it is a lot of meetings. You know, it, it's really about figuring, determining where we need to go as an institution. So not just staying stagnant and mm -hmm. doing the things that we've always done, but looking forward and finding those new best practices to bring to the institution, making sure we have appropriate staff, training students. So the pandemic has made enrollment wonky, right? not just for LCC, but for most. Nationally, yeah. Yes. So trying to get out and ahead of what that looks like and just – for me, honestly, as being a Lansing native and never coming to LCC for one thing when we were growing up. Right. Me neither. And that's funny. That's crazy. Yeah. Because we did not live far away from here yeah. at all. No, I know. So 
I remember when I came here for my job interview, I'd never been in a building at LCC that I can remember. And I was blown away with the facilities. Right. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. It's better than a lot of four-year institutions. Uh, yeah, no. I, a lot of people, when they come to our campus, that's one of the first things that they notice, just how nice it looks, how well taken care of it is. It's just groomed. It looks good. Yeah, it does. And so part of my job, too, is to make sure that the community is aware of not only our presence, but what we have to offer in terms of certificates and degrees um, and transferability. So that's really my job in a nutshell. Yeah, I know you talked about you had, I think it when the beginning when I introduced you, it talked about like what jump started you, uh, your passion for empowering students. But you had worked in healthcare a little, didn't you? For the health department, yes. But also you were a doula. I tried to be a postpartum doula. Um, and that was based on understanding that um, women need help after they have children. There is no instruction manual that is specific to each baby that's born. Right. And especially for first time mothers, you don't know what to expect. And one thing that they don't teach you, or maybe they do now, but it takes nine months to build your body up to sustain a life inside of you. So there's hormones and, you know, whatever else that is sustaining that life. And then within 20 to 40, 24 to 48 hours after childbirth, all of those hormones drop. And that's why some women experience postpartum depression or the blues, as mm -hmm. they were called when we were growing up. Nobody talks about the fact that your breasts hurt when you're trying to breastfeed right. on TV in the movies. That or if like, you can or can't, you know. Right, that too. In the movies, they just hand you your baby and it latches on <laughs> right. and everybody's all happy. It's not like that. No. So I've always wanted to work with women and to support them. So a postpartum doula can come into the home, help out with chores around the house, can do grocery shopping, but also support the mom, like helping with positioning um, when they're breastfeeding. Now, not to take the place of a lactation consultant, but, you know, just helping a mom, having that person for her to talk to, also bringing in information, pamphlets or leaflets, whatever, connecting them to resources in the community. If they have other children, helping them to balance their time out, allowing them to get that daytime nap if needed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that was something that I was very passionate about doing. Um, my oldest daughter would be great in that she works in healthcare. She works on a mother baby floor. Okay. Um, that would be a great role for her. Um, but unfortunately insurance companies don't pay for it and gotta have private pay people that yep, can do private yep. pay yeah. or, or do it voluntarily, which I did not have a problem doing at all. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I just think I, I thought that was so cool. And I just thought that, you know, that also plays a part in your background of providing care. Oh, yeah. And then you provide yeah. care now in just a, maybe a macro sense as far as with our students and the whole, you know, college. But it's still providing care. And, you know, I can see how that connection has been through your life where you've wanted to help and serve people. Well, we're almost done, Rhonda, but I got one more question for you. And I want to know what you would like your legacy to be at LCC. Um, that is such a good question because I think, honestly, when I'm gone, 
And hopefully I just mean gone from the institution, like retired, not right. dead. But <laughs> yeah. I'd be, you know, maybe when I'm dead too. Right. For people to remember me as someone who was just real Mm-mm. and approachable and caring and willing to do whatever was in my power to make something happen. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think that that would be the most important thing to me is, um, I mean, it'd be great to have like some program that I came up with and have it named after me that'd be that'd be cool right but it's like that Maya Angelou quote it's like how did you make people feel that's what people are going to remember exactly and so my legacy is that I I hope my legacy will be that I was a dean who cared about the students the staff and the institution as a whole I think you will be remembered as that And I appreciate you taking time out of your day because I know you're busy for coming on Who's That Star. And I just, I'm excited. I'm glad I could talk to you more, but I won't drag it out. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is going on forever. But no, (laughs) I, I think you're a great person. I think that you care about LCC and the students here and the staff. So thanks, Rhonda. I just appreciate you taking the time to come on here. I appreciate you. And you're a wonderful person. And you've been a great friend for 40 something. Mm, well, we, we don't want to say that. <laughs> we don't tell our ages. But yeah, no. You've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A. And you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star.